podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is a proud member of the Fan Hub 100. Football without fans is nothing, so we've partnered with Fan Hub to put fans first. Search Fan Hub app to play your part in the journey. You're listening to the Voices of the Vic podcast with Ben Ayton and Mike Duffy. This episode contains some strong language. Hello and welcome to the Voices of the Vic podcast with me, Mike Duffy, Ben Aiton and James Butchler. We're here to talk to you. Finally, it feels like forever since we've done one of these pods, but we're here to talk to you about a victory for Watford. There were 5-2 winners at Goodison Park on Saturday and uh, oh boy, what a game it was and I'm glad that James and Ben are here to discuss it with me. Ben, first things first, how's... um, How's everything been since last week's shambolic performance against Liverpool? How's how's your week been? Yeah, week's been all right. Weekend's been five star, um, so yeah, really <laughs> enjoyed it. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's been all right, mate. I've been busy. Lots of wedding planning going on at the moment, as you can imagine. So for this weekend, I, I bought my my suit for the wedding day, and today it's all very we, exciting. Yeah, you should see it, Jay. It's a lovely tuxedo. So yeah, I'm looking forward to <laughs> I wearing do love it. A tux. I do love a tux. It's a velvet one as well. Oh, Ooh. wow. It's going all out. That's weird, actually, because I've got a, uh, I must, I've got a drink by me here, not an alcoholic one, because I am, um, I am suffering with quite hangover this morning. Uh, the, today, sorry, rather. But uh, it's the glass I'm using is the one that you uh, you got me, Ben, to, oh, yeah, yeah. to be the groomsman. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's weird that you've been doing that and I'm using that. So... But yeah, no, that's that's good. That, like you say, I'm sure you're absolutely buzzing with all of that, and that day will be here before you know it, mate. Trust me. Um, James, how's your how's your week been? Absolutely fine, mate. Just you know, trying to recover from the demolition job that was Watford losing five 0 to Liverpool. Apart from that, all good. As I as I said to you in the WhatsApp group, I've, I've nearly finished my my Christmas shopping in in mid October, which is which is fantastic. So I've not got to worry about that. And yeah, I'm just apart from that, I'm just buzzing about, buzzing about the performance because it was really, really was top class. Yeah, and I can't believe you've done your Christmas shopping already. And and I, I think Ben, you said you've started yours as well. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. No, nah, see, best thing to do Christmas Eve, you do shopping because yeah, I I just I'll stick by that and. But to be fair, with this day and age now, you can get it all done online, can't you? And you don't have to go into any shops or anything. So, yeah, Amazon. But, yeah. Um, if Amazon want to sponsor the podcast, they're more than welcome to you because they're an absolute <laughs> lifesaver. Yeah, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Bezos is uh, is listening, and uh, you know, hit me up in the DMs. Um, before we do start, I um, I must say, if the audio is a, is a little bit unfair from my end, it is because I am uh, having to a uh, bit bit of a backup plan to record this. My um, my laptop's broke, so I'm having to use my phone and my AirPods, and I know that sometimes the audio is not as clear as it would be normally. So hopefully you guys can hear me, and um, and there's no problems with that one. But um, yeah, let's get stuck into it. Obviously, 
this one was a bit more, okay, you know, we, there's a possibility that we could get a result here, but we, you know, we were under no illusions it was going to be a hard game because Everton, I think, third best home record in the division going into the game. Um, Claudio Ranieri had, you know, suffered a, quite a heavy defeat, um, one which Man United fans will be familiar with after today as well, uh, five minute home to Liverpool. And um, I think we were just looking for a reaction. And we'll start with the team news. And it was a 4-3-3. Uh, the club account had it down as a 4-3-3. And me, James and Ben were speaking just before recording. And I think we've got it down as a, a 4-3-3 as well. Uh, so it was fostering goal. It was a back four of Messina, Kafkart, Shustakong and Ngakia. A midfield three of Sissoko, Kushka and Tufan. And then the front three of Chucho Hernandez, Josh King and Ishmael Asar. Now, James, looking at that team news, was you a little bit more encouraged based on the, the team news from last week? Or were there a few inclusions that you were like, oh, God's like, really? What, what was your general thought on the team news uh, when, he, yeah, when was, he broke at two o'clock? I was definitely much more encouraged just because, you know, I do prefer the 4-3-3. 4-3-3 formation. It's, it's one of my, you know, preferred formations that, that I like to see us play. Um, there was a few issues that I had. Uh, obviously, we, we've been talking about Ben Foster for a very, very long time. He he started in goal when, obviously, Daniel Batman come out with, with a few quotes before the game, basically saying that, that he should be starting ahead of Foster. So I thought that was quite a big call from Ranieri. Um, Messina obviously had a had a poor game against Liverpool, but but he had to start because Rose picked up a slight knock. So so I can understand that. And apart from that, really, um, you know, the only change I'm, I might have made would have been Dennis in from the start instead of Cucho um, Cucho mm-hmm. Hernandez. Um, but but really, apart from that, I was I was happy with that. And to see Ngakia start as well, I, I was I was glad for him because he really did um, play well when he came on against Liverpool. Yeah, and we'll, we'll talk about Agaka at some stage because uh, I do want to talk about his performance. But um, yeah, and also as well, I want to call you out for saying that Foster was woeful. I don't know whether that was you <laughs> up to your old tricks in the WhatsApp group, but uh, well, uh, yeah, I'm not having that. He was at fault for the second bit, goal, but... but I'm not having that. No, to, no. To be fair, like he, he should have done better on that second goal, but but yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe as maybe I was just trying to wind you up more than more than actually actually thinking that. But you know, after you know, after the last week and you know, seeing everyone on social media, I've kind of I've I've changed my tune from the last podcast. Really, I, I do want to see Backman um, come back in. Um, and to be honest, like you know, if we if we didn't come back and and win that game and and the score the score had stayed two two or or two one um, as it was at the time, you know, Foster would mm-hmm. would probably be getting a lot more stick and you know the result covered up his mistake. But I, I don't want to you know talk talk too much about Foster when when we've obviously got five goals to talk about as well. Yeah, and Ben, in terms of your view on the team moves, was there any select was there any player selections there you was a bit like surprised at or? Was it? Oh, you know, this looks a good team. Let's let's go for it. Um, initial reaction was like I wasn't overly excited. Obviously, seeing Adam Messina starting, um, but James has talked about it well. He he obviously came in because there was a knock to Danny Rose, so that's why he came back in. Because um, mm-hmm. if I was honest, I don't think I was going to see Messina again for a long time after he was pulled off at half time against Liverpool last week. Um, delighted to see Ngakia started the game because, like, with all 
witness his performances are getting stronger and stronger and he really deserves that spot of right back up now and I think it's going to be hard for Kiko to actually win his spot back um, if, if Ngakia carries on performing the way he has uh, and then in the midfield it was nice to see Tufan come in it was nice actually to revert back to like a three-man midfield just to put that extra man in midfield just to try and flood out Everton a little bit and try and keep possession a little bit more um, I thought that was a good tactical um, decision by Ranieri yesterday so that, that was maybe the one positive if I took from the starting lineup, yeah, I pretty much the same with me, mate. You know, M- Messina, um, him coming in, I was a bit like, oh god, uh, don't do anything stupid. And Gakia, I wanted to see him because you know, we, we spoke about last week, um, you know, he, he looked well when he came on against Liverpool. And I'll tell you what, um, just sticking with Ngakia, Ben. Um, I thought he was, I mean, I thought they were all sort of superb yesterday, but I thought he was one of the shining stars yesterday for us. Yeah, possibly like an unsung hero. Um, Mm. I think he was maybe caught out a little bit for Everton's first goal where he was a bit higher up the pitch and they counter-attacked really quickly to get that goal so early on. So it was maybe a bit out of position for that. That was probably the only thought that he had all game other than that. It was really solid and it was what you expected from a a Jerry Nagakia performance. Yeah. Uh, James, do you see Ngakia? I mean, we, we know that Kiko's injured and picked up a bit of an injury. Do you reckon that that's Ngakia's place to keep now? Or do you think we could possibly see Kiko coming again? Or what What would you like to happen at that right-back spot? Uh, it's, it's an interesting discussion to have. I, I wouldn't say it's his place to keep at, at the moment. I think for me at the moment, it, it just depends on, on the opposition we're playing. Like, you know, if Watford... Um, you know, let's say Watford are playing Norwich or, or we're playing Burnley and you know we're going to have a bit more possession, then maybe go with Kiko because you, you know what he can offer on on obviously the overlap with Saar. But, you know, against the bigger teams and, you know, Everton that have been playing well lately, you know, they, they, they did have a few chances actually in the game where they maybe should have done better. I think Ngakia, um, you know, when you know you're going to be under the cosh defensively, I think he's definitely the the better option to, to go with. So, you know, for me, mm-hmm. um, I'd, I'd love to see Ngakia make that his place. Um, but at the moment, I think Ranieri might just chop and change depending on depending on who we're playing, really. Mm. Now, obviously, with the game, you know, the, before a ball was kicked, I, I would put a tweet out on my personal account saying, yes, I would like the points or the points. Um, but what I want to see the most is a reactionary uh, performance. I, I want to see that we've made a bit of progress. I want to see that Ranieri has maybe implemented something. You know, he's had another week to work with players. I think he said on the Watford website that he'd only worked with some players for as as little as two days. So I just wanted to see that something was being done or there was some small progress. Three minutes in, (laughs) Tom Davies puts the ball in the back of the net and I'm thinking, we're in for a long afternoon now. Like, Ben, when that goal went in, was you fearing the worst? I thought, fucking not again, <laughs> <laughs> mate. I, I, it was it was so early on. Um, it was like, and it was unfortunate as well because we got caught out of possession. It, it was we had a throw in by Everton's corner flag, and Sissoko got tackled, and then. Everton just sprung on us so quickly and caught us out because um, we actually started the game all right and then they just caught us out so quickly. It was just like 
exactly like you said, oh no, not again. Uh, it's going to be a long old afternoon. But luckily, the reaction after that goal went in was superb. And that's what Rianne, uh, Claudio was on about. After the Liverpool game, he wanted reaction from his boys. Yes, we conceded early on um, to an Everton goal, but it was reaction after that that really impressed me. And it's the character that this, the team showed yesterday. It was probably the, the biggest plus for me yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. It would have been so easy, especially going down so early, 1-0, you know, so easy for heads to drop and be like, oh, bloody hell. And then we sort of back off them. But I think we did anything. But, I mean, um, you know, hats off to Ngakia for his persistence. He, he won that foul down on that right-hand side when it looked like he, he was going nowhere, really. He was just heading towards a corner flag. Um, won us that free kick and the, the ball went in and there was Josh King at the back. I think he ended up hitting off Cathcart's head and... Um, like he knew nothing about it, and then it was in the direction of Josh King. And Josh King proving again that he is a player that we needed, he's a player that we've missed for a long time. Like he was in the right place at the right time, he sprung upon it. VAR checked it for offside. Why on earth it took him so long to come to the conclusion? I mean, it was obvious, you know, that Damari Gray was playing on Josh King, and you know, it still took the officials quite some time to actually say, yeah, it was a goal. But in the end, they did. And I think you spot on there, Ben. I think that, that was the, the a big plus that we did see a reaction from the boys. And, you know, 1-1, one, one, um, you know, go after that, that's, that's just what we needed. And James, I mean, Josh King's first goal of the season. Do you think that, I, I think it's been mentioned a lot in the media already, do you think that playing Everton definitely give him a little bit more of a spring in the step, or do you think this was due anyway? Oh, mate! Like I don't know if you saw his um, his post match interview, but, but he he was saying he he woke up in the morning and and he knew he, he was going to score in that game, and you know that is that's such a good mentality to have. And to be honest, he he obviously had something to prove. You know, under Carlo Ancelotti, he wasn't given a chance. I think he only played something like a hundred. And thirty minutes of Premier League football under Ancelotti, right. which is literally what under under two games of, of football. So basically, didn't get given a chance at Everton. You know, plays for Watford. You know, wants wants to prove himself, and and you know he, he certainly did prove himself yesterday. And you know, getting his first Watford goal as well. I know you said a few pods ago, Mike, that you know you you were backing him to to get double digits this season, and you know yeah. he he's definitely on track for that now because it was such a such a class performance yesterday. I think as well, obviously, you know, it's obvious for us to sit here and say how well he played because he scored a hat-trick at the end of the day. But I think the fact is his hold-up play was brilliant. Um, he's linking up other players was brilliant. We've missed that sort of striker for some time, haven't we, Ben? We've, he's the type of striker that we've been needing for, I would say, maybe two or three years, possibly. Maybe longer. Yeah. Hundred percent. It's not a big guy, but the presence that he showed yesterday, he he bullied for Everton centre half. Um, yeah. Keane really struggled against him yesterday. So did Ben Godfrey. Um, it, like James said, he had a bit of bite about him and playing against the former side. Uh, he woke up with fire in his belly, and he just knew that he was going to have a performance. There was there was one example where the ball was hit long, and Josh King just picked it out of the air, and then he just yeah. drove with the ball um, at the edge of a box. He slipped in Hernandez, and then Hernandez. Um, cutting on his right hand foot and then a 
ball just went past the post and it was just like we've not had a striker who can do that apart from Troy Deeney and to see it from a guy who's a lot smaller than Troy Deeney like mm-hmm. width wise and height wise it, it, it was refreshing to see because you've got a bit of pace with that as well uh, like you say the link up play was brilliant it was linking up well with um, Joe Pedro and Emmanuel Dennis when he came on it was linking up with Ismail Assar before he got taken off and Hernandez he he was superb yesterday um you can't speak highly of him um really felt for him when that Lionel's flag went up as well and i thought not again surely it, it not. was like newcastle flashing back all over again yeah you you could see in his eyes he was like fuck's sake um but yeah luckily um like you say var came to help us out this time a second time of season now isn't it um we've been ruled off with a offside and VAR's overturned it and awarded us I think Norwich away um, Mm -hmm. we had the same decision there as well so VAR's on our side a little bit here is it it 2-1 to Watford on VAR at the moment? Um, Yes I think the only VAR thing that's gone against us is a Newcastle one if if memory serves me correctly Um, was there one at Tottenham? I'm not sure I'm probably getting it mistaken for that season we should have had one uh, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. you're thinking of the Del FA incident. Yeah, yeah, I think I am. Uh, so, yeah, 2-1 in our favour. So, yeah, long long may that continue. But, I mean, to be fair, VAR, I, I don't want to go off on a tangent here, but VAR has been used much better this season, I think. 100%. They looked at the Euros and they were like, you know, the, some of the referees um, in the Euros were perfect with VAR and you see doing well in other leagues and they've implemented that a bit over here as well. So, I'm, I'm, I'm much happier at... Um, at how VAR is being used, other than I think maybe the, the if I'm nitpicking, I would say, you know, they possibly took a little bit too much time on the um, on the King one to, uh, yesterday. But listen, it got given in the end, and that's what we needed. And you know, uh, I, I think Everton fans all around the world probably would have been like, ah, oh, here we go, Josh King's playing against us. He didn't really get a chance, and he's definitely going to score against us. And um, we would have had the same feeling with Richarlison. Um, I mean, going into that half-time at 1-1, James, was you thinking, OK, um, shall we shall we go for it? Or was you thinking, maybe I'll settle for a point? What what was your thoughts going into half-time at 1-1 with the game being yeah. played the way that it had been? I, I, I was happy, but I, I wouldn't say I was, I was overly impressed just because Everton, um, you know, they did look really dangerous on the counter. I know Andros Townsend yes. went close, Damari Gray... Um, you know, still threatened us. Rondon's obviously a lump up top, so you know you're never gonna, ne- you never know what you're gonna get with him. So I wasn't, mm. um, you know, I, I didn't feel that that we were comfortable in the game. You know, as, as you said, I said before the game even started that you know I, I would have taken a point here and you know move on to Southampton, but you know there yeah. there was an opportunity there for for us to for us to go and get you know something more from this game, and and that, and that would have been three points. So yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't like. I wasn't delighted, but but equally, you know, it it was much much um, improved from Liverpool, and I think that's you know all, all we could have asked for really. And you know, one one against Everton, we've never won there up until obviously yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think I think every Watford fan, you know, would have taken that at half time. Yeah, I went on um I went on a young lad's um, YouTube channel the other day, uh, Everton fan, and I said on there one one. Uh, and I was I did something for another Everton podcast, and I think I said one one there as well. So, you know, going into the game, I would have took one one. You know, um, as I say, Everton had the third best 
home record in the division and, you know, with things going for us, I would have just took a, a point away from home. So, 1-1 going into half-time, um, probably, you know, like you said, it, it was... I, I must admit that, Ben, I, I don't know if you thought this as well, I think it was quite a scrappy game yesterday and it just happened to be that at the end, we just took it by the scruff of the neck and we, we ran away with it. Like, there was misplaced passes from both teams, you know, Everton were putting the ball out, they were trying long balls, it was going out... They were giving passes away. We were giving passes away. It was quite a scruffy game. Is that what your your thoughts were as well on the game? Yeah, but I, I think it was definitely a scrappy game. But I think that played into our hands because the moment mm. there was misplaced passes for Everton, the moans and groans started coming from the Goodson yeah. Park faithful. Um, and you, you saw their reactions the moment the goal started going in as well. They were soon to get up from their seats and leave. So I think it actually worked into our favour yesterday, it being an actual scrappy game. Everton couldn't really get their foot on the ball and spray it about. I think it's because... Um, Decore was out injured and they missed him massively yesterday. Um, you miss his legs in midfield, don't you? We've seen what he brings to the side. He's up and down. Everton missed that massively yesterday. But I think they missed uh, Yeri Mina at the back as well. And then um, Calvert-Lewin as well. So I think they really struggled yesterday. And I think Watford just need to make it ugly sometimes. And they did it yesterday. Um, I, I did think our set pieces were much better yesterday, though. Yes. Um, I, I must say as well, two fans' performance up until he went off. Um, I mean, I, I went to Leeds and saw him there and he, he wasn't effective at all. Um, I think w- one of you two were at the Stoke game, I think. I can't remember. Was it you, Ben, that was at the Stoke game? or uh, James. Yeah. I, James. I, I, and, yeah. But, you know, people were saying that too. From looks looks really good there as well. I mean, albeit it was against lower opposition. Um, but I think yesterday, too, from was superb. Um, brilliant set piece on him as well. Um, and obviously, Chucho as well. Uh, he was the one that got the the assist for uh, for Kushka. So it's um, yeah, hope much much improved from us. And that second half started, and we was like, okay, let's let's see what the second half brings. And to be honest, there is always that little bit of doubt as a Watford fan. The longer a game goes in our favour, and I'd say a one-one draw would be in our favour as well. I was thinking, so it's going to happen here. And then I heard in the commentary. They're looking at bringing Richarlison on. He's getting ready now. And I was like, right, OK. I think we, we might have said in our group chat that when he was coming on, you just know that he's going to score. And um, he was on the 60th minute. And I tell you what, that substitution, then I have to get some booze. They were not happy that that Gordon was brought off. Uh, and I was quite surprised that Rafa brought him off because I thought yeah, he played a good game yesterday. The, the atmosphere as a whole yesterday, um, obviously I, I was only watching it um, via a stream, but, but the atmosphere mm. as a whole at Goodison Park just looked, they just all, you know, they, 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 Everton played well largely for, for periods of the game and, and the supporters yeah. just, you know, didn't seem very happy at all. And it, it was very, very strange. And obviously, obviously Richarlison, obviously Richarlison proved them wrong when, when he came on and got the goal, you know, pretty much w- within a minute. But, but yeah, very, very odd atmosphere, and yeah, something obviously they're they're they've got an issue with something under Rafa because you know largely this season they've been they've been superb, so I don't really know what's what's going on. Yeah, there. I it's an odd one. I mean, my brother went and he said that the home support, like you, you couldn't hear you could hear a pin drop sort of with the home support, and you know it was good to hear our boys uh, in that corner where they put you uh, singing loud and proud. You know, I've been Everton before, and. Um, it's proper old school football ground, and you know they are passionate football supporters. But yeah, they they were not happy yesterday. But as I said, 
Richarlison come on. Um, that substitution was booed. I think it was more because they took Gordon off as opposed to Richarlison coming on. And he sort of repaid the faith a little bit. Three minutes later, uh, ball gets delivered into the box. The defenders, are, I think it was Kafka actually, um, who was meant to be marking him. Um, he just escapes Kafka. He was in acres of space. Foster come out and Richarlison headed it into an empty net. And that's probably one of the easiest goals he's going to score all, all season. But you just knew it was going to happen, didn't you, Ben? 100%. The moment that went in as well, you just thought, here we go again. Um, Richarlison, you knew he was going to score, but really poor, poor marking from Watford. Um, we weren't quick enough out to close down, um, keen to get that ball into a box. And then True Com was playing on um, one of the Everton players as well. Um, the, the line, the back four line was really poor. It was a bit of a zigzag. And you had like Messina at the back with Truce Econ and then a few yards in front of him was Cathcart. And just behind Cathcart on his shoulders was Richarlison. He could see that space and he was waiting for the delivery and he, it ball came in and Foster was caught in nose man lands. Um, very lucky Foster. He's got away with one here because that could have cost him and it was toxic towards him during the week because of his uh, whole YouTube episodes. Um, and if that went against us yesterday and we ended up losing 2-1, I would not want to be Ben Foster at the moment because he would have had so much abuse towards him. But luckily, uh, the voice turned it around. Yeah, absolutely. And I was trying to think, I was watching Match of the Day again this morning and I was trying to think if uh, Richarlison would have played with any of the players in that team yesterday. And I think I worked it out to Craig Cathcart would have been there but I don't think he played as regularly that season. Uh, I could be wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure it's just Craig Cathcart in that squad. That uh, and some cleverly as well. I think uh, I think Foster did a pre-season with him out in Austria, and then Richarlison moved on. I think I think Foster as well. Because Foster come in um, Javi Gracia season, uh, and I think that's the season I remember Richarlison spitting his dummy out when uh, Marco Silva left, and uh, that's who was replaced. By uh, that's who replaced Marco Silva. So yeah, there, there's possible overlap there. But yeah, I was trying to think yesterday uh, who, uh, sorry, this morning who it would be. I'm pretty sure the person on the pitch would have been Craig Afkar, and I think Richarlison probably would have known João Pedro from their time at Fluminense together as well. Um, really, really odd one. You know, as soon as that goal went in, um, obviously something in Ranieri's head just thought, right, I'm gonna go for it. It was quite a ballsy move as well. He took off two fans and Ismail Assam brought on Denis and Pedro. Um, I mean, bringing on Denis and Pedro, I'm all for it, but taking off Saar and Sufan, you know, I thought Sufan had a good game yesterday. Um, I thought, I, I don't want to be harsh on Saar, but he, he, it wasn't his best game and he was a little bit quiet, but not quiet enough to sort of sit here and slag him off. But it was still quite a ballsy move, wasn't it, Jones, to, to take off Ismail Assar, who He's our top scorer and most would look at him as our main threat of getting forward. But I suppose that highlights the attacking options we've got available at the club set, um, you know, this season and, and probably takes a weight off a little bit off uh, Ismail Assar's sort of shoulders because it's not all sort of pinned on him. Is that what your thought was? Yeah, at, at the time I was, I mean, I was checking Twitter at the time as well. And, you know, a lot of supporters were, were baffled and obviously confused by the decision because... 
you know, when, you know, when when a team takes their their best player off the pitch, you you have to question it, obviously. And you know, ultimately, um, you know, it was basically a Ranieri masterclass because Dennis and and Pedro made such an impact when they come on. And you know, as you say, two fan hat had a decent game. Saar um, was good, but he he didn't really get into his stride. So it, it probably was. Um, you know, it probably was the right decision to make on on reflection, but but obviously, you know, taking off his Milasari, it is gonna you know cause cause some eyebrows to be raised, and you know, ultimately, Ranieri was was proved right, and you know, I think you know, take my my point on on this whole situation would be, you know, when you know you, you wouldn't see Zisco kind of kind of make that change midway no. through a game to to tactically influence the game you wouldn't see Zisco do that and and Ranieri's come in you know 65 minutes into the game and you know he's got a big pair of balls on him because I don't think any supporters would have taken off his Milasar so for me it, it's a breath of fresh air that you know we've actually got a manager who who was willing to to make a tactical um change you know mid game yeah i mean that sort of reminds me of the time when we played Brighton and um, Jukanovic brought off, I think he brought off Akechianya or he brought him on. Um, he made a substitution very, very early doors. So, um, yeah, he, he paid off in the end as well. And then um, we also saw the new man, uh, Nkulu, I think that's how you pronounce it, for Jeremy Ngakia. As I said, I think Ngakia had a brilliant game yesterday. To be honest, Ben, I think because of the way the game panned out after these substitutions, I don't actually remember seeing him getting involved much. Um, right. Hulu. He, he didn't have much to do, if, if memory serves me correctly, because after those substitutions, that's when that's when things started to pick up a bit. But um, would you perhaps maybe expect to see him for the Southampton game? You'd think he'd be ready now, surely, wouldn't you? Impact sub, he was, uh, came on and we scored four goals. So, yeah, what a, what, what a debut. Um, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I think it, it was good for him to get minutes. It was ballsy as well to bring him on at the stage where it was 2-1 as well. Um, I, I'm not sure why Ngaki went off. I, I can't imagine it was for a knock. So it must have been another tactical decision where Claudio's got it right because fans would have seen him making a sub there, bringing off a right back, putting on a centre back, being two one down to Everton in like the seventieth minute, and it would have had eyebrows raised again straight after Saar coming off as well, and people might have been thinking, "Whoa, uh, what what's he doing here?" But it, it it panned out to be the right decision again, didn't it? It kind of shore things up a little bit more. I know he didn't actually have to do anything. I can't remember him touching a ball. I rewatched the no, game today. Because um, I wanted to see how he actually got on, but I don't think he actually touched the ball. I think he threw his body away for a block at one point, but the ball went sailing over him, um, so he didn't have to get too involved. But I think you, you've got to look at the Southampton game now at the weekend. I still don't know if it's too early for him to maybe give a first start under his belt, but mm-hmm. um, I definitely think that he'll be involved in the Southampton game. I'm not sure whether it's going to be similar to what we saw yesterday or not. But yeah, positive move. Um, good to get him some minutes in English football. And like I say, impact sub. Yeah, definitely. And uh, they also made a sub, which I was quite confused at because uh, they brought Damari Gray off and, and switched him for Alex Iwobi. So pretty much like for like. And that was a bit of an odd one. I mean, I'm not going to complain because, you know, probably worked in our favour. But he was, uh, he was quite threatening. And I, I've said before on this pod that I would have absolutely took him, especially for the money he was available for. I'd have took him at Watford. So, um, and then the fun started. So, two one down. I'll be honest. I was sitting there thinking. Uh, in fact, I put a tweet out around it uh, um, 
at full time. I was literally sitting there at 63rd minute thinking, right, I'm going to tweet about Ngakia, Tufan and Josh King because they've been the, the star players for us. And I'll say, yeah, I'm disappointed that we didn't get a result, obviously. But these three were much improved. Um, I, I didn't need to tweet that in the end because, oh my word, the onslaught that came from that after was brilliant. Um, we saw a Chucho corner, which I thought was a brilliant corner and an absolute thunder bastard of a header. Like, I, I've, I've watched the clip back where uh, one of Watford's cameramen is like behind the goal that scored, um, that he's scored at. And um, it's an alternative angle of it. And the thud you hear from it was superb. And I'm so happy for Kushka because I don't think he's sort of taken like a duck to water. He had a brilliant debut against Aston Villa, but he has been a bit shaky since. But I'm just delighted that he's got his first goal, uh, you know, first goal in the Premier League and first Watford goal as well. And um, that, you know, that gives me a little bit of hope, James. I, I, I don't know. What what he thought to you? I thought, okay, two two, we can work with this. You know, two two is not a bad scoreline to be coming away at Goodison Park with. But how brilliant was that header? And he was all 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 on his own, weren't it? Yeah, God, it it was so so good. And you know, what what is he? Our big Slovakian, the shall we call him? You know, what what a guy? Yeah. You know, so so good bullet header. You know, running over to to the away end as well. And you know, at that point, you know, I I was thinking to myself, you know, we you know we could actually go 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 and win this game now. You know, there was what 10, 10 12 minutes to go at that point, and yeah, 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 you know, it was it was it was looking good. And you know, I think I think that really set off. Um, yeah, you know the, 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 that kind of opened the gates for, for the rest of the goals to go in. You know the Everton players looked dejected. You know the crowd were were getting on their backs, and you know Watford had had their tails up at that point. And you know from from then on in, it was it was absolute carnage in in that Everton back line. It was a good moment in the game, a pivotal moment as well, and you know a delight for him to to get his first goal too. Yeah, and James has said it there, Ben. The the back line for Everton perhaps looked a little bit disjointed after conceding that and two minutes later you know I just calmed down from celebrating that thinking thank god we've we're at least hopefully going to get something and then um, Emmanuel Dennis seems to you know find Josh King in acres of space I think I think it come from a Ben Foster goal kick and then was it João Pedro won the initial flick on possibly and then Michael Keane went over to cover because Emmanuel Dennis was running down that side, but Michael Keane was actually meant to be marking Josh King. And I tell you what, as well, Emmanuel Dennis, he still had a lot of hard work to do to actually get that pass pinpoint. And then Josh King's just brought it down beautifully, killed it stone dead, and then just buried it past Pickford. And within two minutes, we're free to up. And I'm thinking, oh my God, like this is the reaction that we were talking about before the game. This is what we want to see from Watford. And this, it, it was just brilliant. And Josh King again, getting on the scoreline, that uh, score sheet, that was his 50th goal in the Premier League and the, the second Norwegian to do it after Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And uh, Ben, we were in Dreamland, three to up, and it was a brilliant finish from King, wasn't it? Fantastic finish, but it was it was that touch that he killed the ball with was absolutely oh, fantastic. 
to kill it with his left foot and then to finish with his right foot was absolutely fantastic. It was, I was really impressed. I think that was his best goal yesterday for me. It was the way he killed yeah. the ball and then he just set himself up for the right foot um, to just pass it into the back of the net and left pick foot. It, it was just, he couldn't do anything. Um, it, it was really impressive. What impressed me about that goal as well was how Joe Pedro chested the ball on the halfway line and flicked it over mm-hmm. the defender and there was Emmanuel Dennis who just just runs isn't he he's lightning quick um yeah. that goal actually watching it back um this morning it reminded us me of the counter-attacking football that we did funny you've just mentioned it the Brighton away game with Vidya plays the ball across uh, yeah. to Troy Deeney no Deeney plays it across to Vidya and he Vidya, runs onto yeah. it um it, it reminded me of that goal where there was so much space for him in the box he could have sat down had a picnic got back up and still put it in the back of the net <laughs> um but yeah, yeah fantastic finish from Josh King, and that's what you can see what confidence does to you. Oh, I, honestly, like I was—I feel sorry for my old dear because she was um, she was sitting in the front room and I was watching the game. And I kid you not, I was about screams the roofer, and I was like going absolutely mental. I could not believe it, and I was like buzzing for my brother because he'd gone up there on his own, and I was like, what a way day. Uh, Yeah, like he, he must have had a, an absolutely wicked time, and then. I was just thinking, please hold on to it, Watford. Like three two, this is absolutely amazing. Please hold on to it. And I tell you what, I mean, it was probably a, a sign of how how much there are sixes and sevens at Everton defence yesterday. But what terrible defending it was! I think a ball was played across, and one of the Everton players went to clear it, but he almost bumped into one of his other men, and we stole the ball back. And Josh King. Literally got the ball. And I, I think this was just, I mean, the finish from his second goal was brilliant. And I think the best of the day. But the technique, the skill, the audacity he had and the confidence to, to pull this off was that third goal. I think it was Michael Keane playing him on. And then he sort of, he could have shot straight away when he had the ball because, you know, he was pretty much in acres of space with pretty much just a goal to aim at. But the way he just skinned his man and then, also sent Pickford down to his uh, to Pickford's right hand side, and then he, he he just had to slot it into a to an empty net. So I thought that was brilliant, and I thought Josh King. How many times, guys, have we sat on this podcast and been like, it's and I, I I even thought about that. I thought right, I need to mention this on the pod. Every week we said no, Josh King scoring next week. He's scoring next week. It's not happened. We didn't mention it last week, and then he's going to score a hat trick. So uh, I'm just buzzing for him because, as I've said on this podcast, I do think he can get double figures. And I think we've got a really special player on our hands. You know, you, you saw it the first season we come up to the Prem. He scored 16 goals for Bournemouth that season. If he if we can get any sort of return like that, he's he's the reason that we're going to be staying up. And I was, I was chatting to... Um, Mine and Ben's mate Harry Chapman yesterday um, about the like during the game. Um, I was messaging him, and I, he said, and I agree with him. King is the reason that we will stay up the season if we do. Like we need to keep him fit. So it was just superb, and like he must be buzzing. I'd be surprised if he got much sleep last night because I'd have been absolutely <laughs> bouncing off the walls. And then just to round it off, like I was still in dreamland. Uh, I'd consumed quite a bit of alcohol at this time as well, so I was absolutely 15 loving. Fifteen pints, wasn't it, Mike? Uh, you, oh yeah, 
I, that was a joke. I, uh, I dropped <laughs> in various group chats and Ben fell victim to it as well. He was like, um, Pop World was it when I said it. So, uh, yeah, it was a joke, but um, I, I it was close to because, like I say, I'm nursing quite a hangover this morning, but I think they get worse with age. Um, but, yeah, um, so, you know, I was thinking, I couldn't believe it. You know, I was absolutely buzzing. I was texting people, saying, right, do you fancy the pub? Because I'm, I'm on one now. I want to go out and all this. And, um, you know, I, I barely got time to settle down. And Emmanuel Dennis decided he'd get in on the action as well. Uh, and do you know what he's got? They, they, I can't remember who it was that put, put this video out. But they've put a video together on YouTube, uh, on Twitter, sorry. And I think, Ben, you've seen this. Because I think the only reason it popped up is because you liked it. It was uh, Emmanuel Dennis, two of his goals so far this season have been very similar to his Nigerian counterpart, Adiani Gallo. So he's um, Adiani Gallo. Obviously, he skins John Stones and then put it in that same corner, and that's what Emmanuel Dennis did. He skinned his man, sent Pickford the wrong way, and then just slotted it into an empty net. And five goals. I mean, I, I was trying to think the last time have we ever scored five goals in the Premier League? I can't seem to remember. Uh, away at Someone Cardiff. Can... Ah. Yes, very, very yes. good memory, James. Yes. I was going to do a little quiz on it, actually, but I didn't get time to research it. But, yeah, five goals in the Premier League away from home for the first time since Cardiff game, as you've said, James. And um, Didn't Delefeu get a hat-trick that game as well? Yeah, so he did. So, there's, there, a... there's obviously some comparisons to make between, between the two games. Absolutely. So, we've gone from conceding five and losing five nil in Claudio Ranieri's first game to scoring five away from home and it's been absolutely brilliant and I think James that just that was the reaction that we wanted to see wasn't it and probably more than what we expected to see definitely oh yeah absolutely I mean you know that we couldn't have really asked for for a better game after that you know the scenes in in the away end you know everyone on, on Watford Twitter suddenly was very very happy and you know, not negative at all. And, you know, obviously, you know, going into this tough run of fixtures we've, we've got coming up, I think that's I think that's what we all needed. We've got Southampton mm-hmm. next, which which is a good fixture to have after that. And then, you yeah. know what, if we pick up a result against Southampton, we, we, we're looking at them tough run of games. And, you know, we, 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 can, we, we don't have to be scared and we can give these teams, you know, give these big teams a go because, you know, we were so negative after, after, after that Liverpool game that, I'm just, I'm absolutely over the moon and, yeah, just excited for, for Southampton at home. Yeah, I, I mean, you, like you said, you know, Watford Twitter was a great place to be yesterday. As, as you've rightly pointed out, the last few sort of weeks have been a bit doom and gloom and, you know, it's not been a very nice place to, to be and you read some things and you just want to be like, oh, shut up, like, you're an idiot, why are you saying that? But, um, yeah, I mean... He was great yesterday and everyone was getting on and everyone seemed to enjoy the away day and everything. So it was it was delightful. I think you make a good point there as well though, James, with the um you know, if we can beat Southampton, you know, another three points, that puts us on thirteen points and you know, we're we're occupying spaces close to, you know, Arsenal. All of these teams are on fourteen points. You've got Arsenal, Leicester, Everton, Man U. And you, you're looking at some of them teams and you're thinking, bloody hell, if we're occupying space with them, you know, then we're in a good place. Well, this, I mean, Brighton this is it. I mean, season. last week we thought we were getting relegated and this week yeah. we, we're getting Champions <laughs> League football. So I don't really know, I don't really know <laughs> well, what to think at the moment. It's all a bit mad. We are closer to a European spot 
than we are relegation spot at the moment. So Burnley are on four points and um, we're on 10 and Brighton are on 15. So we, we are closer officially to Europe than we are relegation. Obviously, I am joking for anyone that takes that seriously and comes back and says, fancy saying that on the podcast. But yeah, Ben, I mean, obviously, big game against Southampton and we've got, you know, this tough run of fixtures. For you, does the Southampton game have to be a win? Or do you think we've maybe bought ourselves a little bit of a cushion with that win yesterday? Yeah, I think we've bought ourselves a little bit of a cushion. I don't think it's as much as much as much of a must win as it would have done if we lost to Everton. I think we've got ourselves a bit of breathing space here, but obviously we're going into the game probably as maybe favourites because we're playing at home with just one five two as well. Southampton just drew it for weekend. Um, so you would say home advantage would probably favour Watford. Um, so definitely would be looking for the three points. And then, like you say, after that, um, it's for that tough running, isn't it? But if we went into that with back-to-back wins, who would have expected that after the, the result we picked up against Liverpool the week before? Um, no, like James says, we was all talking about relegation last week and now we're looking up the table. And it, it's nice mm. to be looking up the table because... Um, us fans deserve it. It's been tough watch the last three or four performances, but the boys, they dug in yesterday and they put in a good performance. I think the character and desire that they all shown was what I think was the biggest improvement um, for me. Yeah. We played as a team. Um, we we haven't seen that of late. Um, even Kushka, we was all saying that he wasn't very good last week and that maybe we wanted him out of the team even he improved yes he hasn't got the pace in his legs that he probably did a few years back but he was all over the pitch yesterday getting involved into the action and breaking up play and with Sissoko as well where he just runs all day long I'm really impressed with him um, and being captain as well I think Claudio's made a good decision there um, but yeah w- things are looking up I think Southampton's going to be tough as well with Emmanuel Dennis going to be suspended as well because he picked up his fifth yellow card of the season oh, already, um, already yeah. is, is, is he the only one who's been suspended for five yellow cards so far in the Premier League that, that's what he we need to find it. out um, I he's, haven't heard um, of anyone else he's definitely going after Holobus's record isn't he <laughs> I'm not sure what, where he's putting these yellow cards up I can't really remember him making any like you know, bad challenges or, or bad tackles. Do you not remember the one against Leeds? That's the one I found the most funny. What, the, when he went, he did the old Specsavers thing to the ref? Yeah, he, uh, he made a gesture <laughs> to suggest that the referee, Simon Hooper, needed to wear some glasses and uh, he got booked for it. I thought that was quite Oh, that funny. is funny, to be fair. Um, but yeah, he I got, he got booked for taking out Richarlison yesterday, didn't he? Yeah, do you know what, though? I'm happy he got that one. And Richarlison's a moany little twat, isn't he? So, you know, he offered to help him up and he meant nothing from it. And Richarlison was like, you know, shrugging him off and being like, you know, go away. And and then I think Richarlison got booked for um, taking out Emmanuel Dennis and Emmanuel Dennis made a hot meal out of it. And I was just laughing. Um, but yeah, surely he, he might well be after um, Jose Holobas's record. It's uh, like you say, it's quite staggering that he's got so many yellow cards and uh, the most yellow cards he's received in a season is a 19-20 season for uh, for Bruges, and he got five that season. Uh, no, sorry, he's six in 17-18 season for Club Bruges. So he's uh, he's on course to, to beat that record here at Watford. But yeah, we will miss him. And you know, I know Southampton are down now. You know, they're they're occupying 16th place with eight points, and they drew with Burnley yesterday. But they have got some very very dangerous players who. 
I think we need to watch out for the defence. You know, yes, we, we had a, a better game yesterday, but it's how we react from this now. Yes, that performance was brilliant. Yes, we all, uh, you know, drunk it in. And, you know, my word, did I drink it in last night? And, you know, everyone's got the right to be buzzing, but it's how we bounce back from this. It's how we react, you know. Southampton aren't great on the road. Four games played, only two points picked up. So hopefully we can use that in our advantage a little bit. You know, we, we hopefully make Vicarage Road a bit of a fortress again, uh, much like we did last season, albeit it was in the championship. But yeah, I'm, 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 we're looking up as opposed to down, which is good. You know, teams keep dropping points below us. You know, Newcastle, I think they only drew yesterday. Burnley drew, Leeds drew. So uh, Norwich got an absolute tonk in. So, oh, that was you know, hilarious. Teams, that was really yeah, funny that to was watch that one. Yeah, no, that was quite funny. And it, it always makes it better when another team gets a tonk in, you know, just after you. I mean, Liverpool um, won on the Tuesday after beating us in the uh, Champions League. Um, they've obviously beat Man United uh, 5-0 today. So, our 5-0 doesn't feel as bad, uh, personally to me anyway. But yeah, and it also um, makes our running look a little bit easier of Manchester United the defending I, like that. Um, and you said a few say, weeks ago, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did say you two were being negative Nellies and we're like, no, we're not going to pick anything up. But Man United, <laughs> I think they could be there for the taking. Uh, Pogba being sent off today as well does mean that he misses the game against us. So we only oh, have nice, to worry about Cristiano oh, that's Ronaldo. Shame. That's a shame. I was looking forward to seeing his haircut. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so we only have to worry about the five or six other world-class players that they've got, but although maybe not world-class after today. But yeah, I, 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 like I say, looking up as opposed to looking down and really positive about this Southampton game now, but won't take them, you know, they won't be they won't be mugs at all that it will they're, be a tough game. They're still missing James Ward-Prowse as well. I think this is his last game of his three-game sus, uh, three suspension as well. So he's going to be a massive loss for them as well. So that, that's another positive for Watford going into this weekend's game. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think they play in the Cup as well. So they've got a game. I'd, I'd imagine they'll rest quite a few, but they're in the FL Cup on the 26th. So I think that's the that's Wednesday, I think. So they've got another game in between there, whereas we obviously don't. Um, so, yeah, it's hopefully we can you know, use that to our advantage, although I don't imagine they'll play a full strength. Oh, I side, would like but... to finally pick up our first Premier League clean sheet of the season. I think that would be I think that would be quite nice to, to get against yeah. Southampton as well. Yeah, hopefully. Didn't Claudio if that happens. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. In the diner. Yeah. Does that include <laughs> us? In the diner, yeah. Uh, let's hope so, James. I'd <laughs> I'd uh, I'd like to know what the scenes are like on that uh, coach yesterday back to uh, to to Watford. Um, I'd imagine Ranieri would have had some sort of shenanigans going on. I, I don't I, know, but yeah, I bet Big Basler um, had the tunes on on the way back. Basler, absolutely. Hopefully, he's doing all right now. I think he did his backing, didn't he? Um, yeah, did his yeah. did his backing. Yeah, it's not all that it's not fame. It's gone to his back. Yeah, <laughs> it has. <laughs> it has indeed. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's been brilliant to, to chat as always, and uh, hopefully you guys have enjoyed this. It's so so good recording when we've won and won so emphatically as well. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, I think the the last one was a Norwich one, which was quite some time ago. Well, it feels like some time ago now. But yeah, delighted, um, and hopefully you've enjoyed it. And hopefully we'll be back next week to talk about another victory against Southampton at home. But till then. 
stay safe, take care, and come on, you horns. Sports Social Podcast Network.